Welcome to Your Dollars Making Sense, a podcast hosted by investor and realtor Richard Neese. Your Dollars Making Sense, where financial intelligence is the key to your financial freedom. Hey everybody, Richard Neese here. Thank you so much for tuning in to Your Dollars Making Sense, where we believe that the financial intelligence is the key to financial freedom. Uh, we've got a special guest on today, um, Mr. Don Warnke. Uh, with Country Financial. Don, I appreciate you coming on. Glad to be here. What we're going to talk today about is something that a lot of folks don't like talking about, and that's that's budgeting. I know that you guys have worked, uh, you've done uh, some programs, the Wise Up program, is that what it's called, with the budgeting side? That's correct. That uh, is correct. I, I know you've been working with that for how long now? Uh, I think this is probably either fifth or sixth year that I've been in the program myself. And who does that that target in particular? Well, the, the it's, a, it's a part of the link uh, organization, but the Wise Up program specifically is first semester it targets freshmen, and then the second semester it targets seniors. And the programs are a little bit different. And that's as high far school, as the college, high school. I'm okay. sorry, yeah, high school, high school freshmen, and then high school seniors. And so, yeah. well, I kind of jumped into the meat and potatoes there. Sorry, I got excited. Uh, we, we have the the prep session beforehand, and so uh, we're we're ready to go. But I want you to introduce yourself to everybody. Tell them what you do, uh, how you do it, how long you've been in the business, that type of stuff. Well, um, I've been in the financial service industry for uh, thirty years. Still trying to figure out what I'm going to do when I grow up. That's right. Yes, sir. and um, um, I I. Th- enjoy primarily we handle property casualty in our office i've got there's uh, my wife and another lady there that take care of that but but my passion revolves more around the financial planning side and i enjoy watching the light bulb go off and watching people when they when they see something that they thought maybe was unreachable or they see something, it might be related to retirement accounts that they always thought was true, right. but they never could figure out something didn't seem to fit right. And when we walk them through the process of allowing them to kind of see the whole picture right. rather than just one side of it and seeing again that that light bulb go off and they get it and then they start getting excited about their own prosperity and their wealth and building and sure. growing. So I, I that when I'm doing that, I, I've done it for almost 30 years and every day is like Christmas Eve to me. I just Absolutely. I look so forward to the next day and what we've got going on. So. Well, you know, if you guys aren't familiar with this show, you may be familiar with the, the real estate rundown that I did for about two years. Uh, I'm a real estate broker here in North Alabama, and I, I truly believe in helping good people get to a better place. And when I had uh, Mr. Warnke on, I think it was last week, it was when it aired, uh, you and I were talking, and you you had that aha moment. Do you remember the, the story you told me on that? Uh, when you said that, that's that's the reason you decided to get into the financial services industry. Oh, oh, well, it wasn't when I early got in early, early on in the business. I had somebody on the you're talking about on the life insurance right, side. Yes, yeah, I had done some life insurance planning for an individual, and the husband passed away the next day. So right. we were, we took a life application on him. He passed away the next day. And that was a, it was a combination. It was a, a, a sad experience, but at sure. the same time, I got to see the fruits of our labor and that's what right. we had done. And that's what really uh, sold me on the idea that, hey, I can, I can do good, Absolutely. you, can make you know, a and, and make a difference because what we ended up doing was paying for the house, pay it. We were doing some planning to cover a mortgage. Sure. So we ended up paying for the house and the wife still had kids at home in school. She would have 
basically had to move out because she wouldn't have been able to pay the mortgage. Had that's we that's not pretty that. powerful when you can make an impact on a generation or multiple generations, literally with a conversation. That's, that's what you did yeah. with that. Yeah. You direct them in the right path and you guys thought you were long-term planning, which you were, right. but it turned out yeah. to be a little bit, little bit closer than they expected. Uh, but I'm sure she's thankful and her children are as well that they were able to stay in that home uh, and grieve and do what they needed to do and then build the foundation of their family off of that. Absolutely. Now, so so we, we talk about that. The whole point of this show is so we can get you uh, to retirement fast or whatever retirement is. Uh, last week, you and I talked about um, the first step is not necessarily jumping in and throwing your money at something. It's figuring out where you want to go, um, figuring out what the long-term plan is, if that's Living in a tiny house in the middle of the woods, that's going to be pretty easy to take care of. Uh, if that's living in and making sure that you have six figures coming in throughout your retirement years, maybe you need to do some more intense planning and money making on the front end. Um, the, the mo- We're talking about big picture, but I also want to talk about the, the small things. Uh, the small thing that I'm talking about today is the, the budgeting. So I know that you teach this class with the Wise Up program. I'd just like for you to give me kind of flesh that out because there's so many families. You're teaching freshmen in high school, seniors in high school, uh, but there's 20, 30, 40, 50 year old people that have no idea how to budget, why budget, what it really even means. Can can you give us some clarity on that? Yeah, sure. I I don't know that I can tell them why. That comes from them. Well, I I can. The, The question revolves around whether or not you want to ultimately be dependent on somebody else. Because if you don't do planning, there will come a point in time where either you don't want to work or you can't work. And at that point, somebody else other than you will dictate what your lifestyle is going to be, probably where you're going to live, how much you're going to have to spend each, each month. So, uh, you know, that's in the future. So it's easy to put it off and say, well, I'll take care of that tomorrow. So, as it relates to the overall planning process, when we get involved in the budgeting process, because no other planning really can be done if you're not going to manage your money. Yep. So so if you think about, if you drew a circle and you took on that circle and said, basically 94% of America spends their dollars that come in, and then they say, what I'm going to do at the end of the month, I'm going to save what's left. Well, Sorry. we all know... The amount that's always left, it's a round number. It's the only round number in the numeric system is zero. Somehow we manage to always fit our spending to whatever that cash flow is. But there's a very small group of people. And what they do is they say, you know what? I'm the one earning the money. So I'm going to pay myself first. I'm going to, and ideally they're going to set some kind of percentage aside and say, I'm going to pay myself and then I'll build a lifestyle Amount around the remaining amount That's of right. money. So, whatever that percentage is for that individual, when I'm talking to the classes, I, this is the very first class and the very first conversation we have. I draw these two circles and I do this, and I always ask them. I'll say, uh, inev- inevitably, okay, inevitably, the people that save first and spend what's left, of course, they end up in a better financial position. That's right. But the other group of people will always end up depending on You're the right. second group. You're okay. right. And I always ask the kids, I'll say, which one of these would you rather be in? And 100% of the time, they say, I want to be in the save first group. Right. And I say, and I tell them, I say, in my planning with individuals, I've never had anybody say that's not where they want to be. But interestingly, 94% of America is in the spend first, save second, but nobody ever says they want to be there. 
So the first thing they have to do is make a commitment to themselves and say, you know what, I'm the one earning the money, so I'm going to pay myself. Because if you think about it, if I work all month and at the end of the month, I don't have anything left, but I paid my car payment, I paid my house payment, I paid the cable bill, I paid the phone bill. Well, everybody else got paid, That's right. but I didn't get paid. Yep. I have nothing, you know, and, and we don't really think about it that way, but that's really what's happening. No, I agree 100%. You know, I see this both personally and professionally, uh, and it's sad, you know, you're talking about high school kids right now, uh, but most of the time what ends up happening is it's the elderly folks that end up being the ones that are having the problems. Absolutely. The, the only asset that they have is the house that they finally paid off if they have that. Sometimes they still have a mortgage on that because they bought cars or they've done whatever else they've they've. Uh, with a kind heart and loving heart, given everything to everybody else. And now they have nothing to show for it, unfortunately. And, and I see it happen too many times and it breaks my heart. But th- that concept, when, when did you come across that? Because I came across that concept about seven or eight years ago when I was living paycheck to paycheck uh, as a deputy sheriff. I had three, we had two kids. We had a third one on the way. Uh, and I realized that I wasn't going to be able to make it. I had to figure out I had to improve myself. I had to grow in a way that's going to help me and my family long term because there's nobody else to take care of us. I've got to take care of my whole family. My wife's a stay-at-home mother, uh, so I'm I'm the one that's providing all the financial um, assistance for everybody, and, and and that continues on. So how long have you been working off of this concept of pay yourself first? Uh, probably about 25 years. So not long after I got into the business, I had the good fortune of stumbling across a, sure. a gentleman that really articulated it in a manner and, and it was it was with a similar very simple concept that just made me get it right. you know it was just this aha moment and what he was telling me because he was an he was an older he was a mentor and he was an older gentleman and he so he he had a slew of clients he'd had forever and he right. made the comment to me he said <clears throat> I live on half of my income and I save half. And I've got a lot, a lot of clients that live on half their income and save. And that was so foreign to me, the right. idea that you could actually put back 50% of your every paycheck. I, I couldn't even imagine. And now, lo and behold, 25 years later, I've got people in that same position. Sure. And I'm in that same position because it it made sense. I bought in. I didn't jump in and start saving half of my income. But I made a commitment to start saving a percentage. And then as my income went up, I didn't absorb all of the increase. I'd cut part of it off. That's I would right. absorb part of it because I wanted to see an increase in lifestyle. Sure. But I would find balance where I would cut part of it off and set it aside. I would absorb the rest. And then if we had additional income, I'd do the same thing. And so over time, that's where we've ended up getting. And if yeah. you think about it, if you're living on half your income and you're saving half of it, are you really ever going to have a financial problem? Uh, it, if, it'd be hard-pressed to find one. If you sure. put your money in a tin can and buried it in the backyard, yeah. you're going to be better off than somebody that you know that's, that's spending everything they've got or they're making minimal contributions maybe into a 401k or something right. like that. I think statistically, I saw a statistic the other day. It said half of all Americans get to retirement with nothing. Social Security check. You know, and and unfortunately, politicians try to use that as, 
well, that tells you how bad things are. Right. And it's not, that's not the case. It's a matter of us understanding money and managing right. the resource that we've got. So, so we can talk about big picture. We can talk about uh, statistics. Let's talk about um, dining room table strategy. I mean, how do I start a budget? What's the first thing I need to do? Because if I'm a family that's barely making ends meet, I'm having to take a second job or do odd jobs or cut back on things. Um, I'm not making it. I'm not making any contribution. If anything happens, Murphy's Law strikes, we've got a big problem. If the car breaks down, I don't know how to fund it. Now I'm taking a loan. I'm maxing out credit cards. What's the first step? Well, the first step is you've got to understand what your outflow is. It's pretty easy to know what your income is. You look at your check stub. And you see what your net income after taxes are, whether you, if you get paid monthly, weekly, right. whatever, and you determine what your monthly income is. But you've got to take the time, and it doesn't really take that long, but you got to take the time and figure out where's the money going? What do I spend my money on every month? And if you use, uh, I don't know, I'm not a debit card person. I right. use a credit card for everything. I do as well. Uh, but then I can track it. I can tell you anything that Don Warnke spent I can tell you what it was because I used a card. Now, I don't pay interest. I pay the bill off at the end of the month. And there's some value in that. It's not beyond this conversation. But you've got to know what your outflow is. Once you figure that out, that's the first step. There are very few people that don't have places where they can uh, uh, reduce unnecessary cash flow. And all of a sudden, they've got a a pile of monthly. It's not uncommon for me to see somebody that says... I know I need to do some planning, but there's just, there's, there's no room. We can't do it. And if they're willing to take the time That's and right. do this, it's not uncommon to find four, five, six hundred dollars a month. I agree. Without them affecting their lifestyle. That's what everybody's afraid of. Well, I like my lifestyle and you're going to, you're going to tell me I got to cut back. No, the first thing I'm going to tell you is let's find the fat. Yeah. Let's cut the fat. And that may be enough to get you on the path to where you want to go. Absolutely. You know, you know, you said it doesn't take that much time. I don't think it's time that people are afraid of. I think it's accountability. I think it's looking through and seeing, holy cow, I didn't even know I was spending that much money. And sometimes that's embarrassing. You know, you've got you got couple situations where one's spending more than the other. Maybe they're afraid that they're going to find out about it. I mean, there's lots of underlying factors, but it's accountability and it's fear a lot of times. They're, they're, they're just afraid that they, they're not going to know what to do first off. They talk to you, they get on that plan, they start digging in, they realize, hey, we can, we can cut a lot of fat like you're talking mm-hmm. about. Um, but then what happens? You save that money, uh, you pay off a credit card, and then, well, let's go on a vacation. We're doing good. Or, you know, there, There's so many factors that come into this, but it's accountability and discipline, which are huge in the budgeting process. I think you'd probably agree with that. Oh, absolutely. And the funny thing is, everybody, almost everybody, if they're... If they haven't been doing this and they're getting into it, they'll turn their nose up at it. It's just like, yeah. oh my gosh, it's, it's boring, it's whatever. But the people that I have that have bought into this idea and are implementing this strategy, they'll tell you it's anything from boring. Because now when we get together periodically and they're telling me how much this account has grown to and how much it's this awesome. account has grown to and what we're gonna, what we're now looking to do, uh, whether it's invest in something or whatever, it's exciting to them to see this, these accounts grow and to know that they're not living on a razor's edge where they're one paycheck away from their entire financial life collapsing. Absolutely. You know? And, you know, it doesn't matter if it's in um, in fitness, uh, if it's military, if it's budgeting, 
Uh, to me, there's freedom and discipline. When you have that discipline, then you can go out and take that vacation. You can do other things because you know exactly how much is coming in. So you know what, what you can afford uh, to take that vacation for. There's so many folks that ride around with a blindfold on and say, well, we might have enough money. Let's just go down to the beach. It's only, it's only 800, 900 bucks to go down there and stay for a night or two. Before you know it, it's $1,500 and they didn't have the, the funds for that. Well, we can put it on the credit card when, when the tax return comes around. We can pay all that stuff off. Well, you never catch up. And guess what? Inflation happens, too. So, I mean, you don't have all of this stuff costs more and more. And it, it's it's scary to think of how many people are living paycheck to paycheck. Uh, and maybe they're six-figure earners. That, I mean, they, you can always spend more than you can make. I can promise you that. that. That's one of the most common statements that I get when I'm meeting with a client, especially if they're getting on up in years, is... I don't understand I'm making more money than I've ever made in my life, and I don't feel like I'm getting yep. any further ahead. So, you know, it doesn't matter if you're making 50000 bucks a year or 250 If you don't control the exactly outflow, right. you're in the same boat. You guys are in the – you may have more – the 250000 person may have more stuff, more payments – but but they got the the same drag going. It's just got some extra zeros after it right. as the person with the fifty thousand uh, dollars. They, they've still got a month worth of savings in their bank account, as opposed to six, maybe five thousand or fifty, like you're talking about. Right. But it's only a month worth of savings. So let let's break down some some action steps. Uh, what should we do? We've only got about four or five minutes left. If I'm starting a budget from square one, I want to be an investor. I want to be a millionaire one day. Whatever the case might be but I can't even control my budget. What's the first thing, second thing, third thing that you'd recommend folks do? Well, again, first thing would be list out all of your expenses. Okay. So pull bank statements, look and yeah. see what's being withdrawn. Bank statements, bills. If you write checks, you should be able to go pull your checks. Where where did I write checks to? Okay. What are my normal monthly expenses? Then you've also got to factor in things you may not pay monthly that you might pay annually or whatever, and basically divide those out. So if I've got an annual premium, let's say a homeowner's yeah. insurance I'm paying by the year, well, I take it and I divide it out by 12, and that, and I include a 12th of that into my right. monthly cash flow and monthly cost. Uh, so once I do all of those things, then I'm able to get a very clear picture of where everything's going. Then I can start determining the difference in wants and needs, what's important, what's not important, yeah. because that's one of the things we talk about in the class is their wants and their needs. Well, there, there are like five needs that you, you've got to have to survive, but you can convert a need into a want. So, you know, you may take somebody, unless I'm just going to use one particular example, let's say a, a phone. Well, we all got to be able to communicate. Yes. I mean, that's, that's, it's unrealistic. But do I have to have the latest iPhone or name whatever your favorite is sure. with all the data package, with everything that I can get on it, or could I actually utilize something different? The other thing you'll find is oftentimes people subscribe to stuff and they don't even use it. You're right. So maybe I've got a subscription that's costing me X amount a month. I signed up for it six months ago and I think back and I think, I used it once right after I subscribed. I don't even use it anymore. So start canceling some of that stuff and you free up unnecessary. And, and there are marketing strategies that are designed around that. Literally get one month free 
and they automatically subscribe you at that point. So you don't pay for the first month. You don't see it. And then 12 months from now, you realize, hey, I didn't even realize I had that service. They're counting um, they on hook, that. Yeah, exactly. They're counting and on that's, that. I call that the Netflix effect. I mean, you sign up, you don't use it, but it's only 10 bucks a month. Well, how many of those 10 bucks a month can you yeah. And it may be 19. I don't know about Netflix. Yeah, but know. Yeah, it's, it's somewhere around that same cost. Okay, so we, we, we're checking out wants and needs. What's the next thing that we do? Let's say that we don't have debt but we know that we're barely walking the line and we're about to have to start taking out credit card debt. What's the next thing to do? So have we found money? I mean, where are we We've at? obviously found some money. Okay, I mean, so some stuff we can do. So if we if we found and freed up some cash flow, then ideally we want three buckets of money when we've got a full plan. But the first bucket is going to be the liquid bucket. And that's going to be what a lot of people call an emergency fund. So we've got to have money set aside somewhere. Mm -hmm. Again, it's not sexy. It's not exciting. But if you think about how much different would it be for you if you have a a one-off expense come up that was unforeseen and you've got five or 10,000 bucks in your checking account versus if you have that one-off expense and you just spent all of your paycheck last month and you just got your other one and you have nothing anywhere. That's where you get into the credit card you were That's talking right. about. That's where you get into, well, I'll go down and borrow against my title on my car. Yep. I'll get a payday advance on next week or next oh, month's check. And once you get into that cycle, the, I've had people tell me, some of these kids in, in school, they'll raise their hand and say, well, my aunt or somebody got into that. And for 18 months, they fought trying to get out of it. And what I try to tell them is, once you spend next week's check, this week, don't it? It's not likely that next week you're going to be able to cover next week's cost and pay for this. So odds are this is going to start snowballing and keep moving forward and keep moving forward. Well, I mean, there's so many factors. I know a lot of people are sticking their nose up and saying, how can you get caught up in that? It's not hard. I mean, Mm -mm. people get caught up into that all the time. What I would say, and I'll have bankers that are getting mad right now and cussing me, once you start getting into refinancing your home and taking uh, equity out of your home to do the same thing to pay off credit card debt, that doesn't help you at all. In my personal opinion, if you don't have the discipline on the back end, you just need to keep paying that credit card debt. Because yeah. otherwise, you're turning into a 10-year loan that you're paying for the credit card debt. You're freeing it up. And now you're going to go out and spend the credit card money again. And you're going to be in the same spot That's worse. the key. Yep. That's the key. When That's it, when exactly it, right. If I'm talking with a client, because sometimes some of those options may be about all they've got. You know, yep. or there may be sure. there may be some value because there's been a lot of research done related to, related to like mortgages. Where is it better for somebody to pay extra on their mortgage, or is it better for them to put the money aside? Yeah. So my question for that client is: first of all, there's no right or wrong answer. It That's depends fair. on you. That's right. If you say I can control and manage my cash flow and manage my spending, you're going to probably be better off having a longer mortgage, taking the difference, and doing something with yep. it. But if you're going to be one that uh, once you say get rid of the credit card or whatever, you're going to turn around and go use it again. Just yep. just keep doing what you're doing because right. all you're doing is digging a deeper hole for yourself. You know, so it, it's going to go back to the individual and what they what they are capable of doing. I agree. So we, we're talking about the Wise Up program that you you've been talking about. We're talking about setting goals, um, trying to to dig your way out of debt. Paying yourself first, uh, setting up a plan. Uh, once we get to that point where we do have some extra income, we've been paying ourselves. Um, they can give you a call. You want to give them your contact number uh, real quick so you can talk about that uh, and the investments that you guys offer. Oh sure, yeah. Our office we're we're right here in town, but our phone number is two five six seven three four twelve eleven. 
and, and they can find you on Facebook. You guys have mm-hmm. a, an email, not email, a website and things yeah, like that. Facebook, so website. Yeah, you can go to the country financial website and type in Don Warnke and it'll bring you over to our website and all. I'm not real electronic as far as that you. kind of stuff goes. Uh, so we've saved up money. We've been paying ourselves. We want to come talk to you. Uh, is that just a, a consultation where you guys come up with a plan for the three buckets like we talked about? How does that process Yeah, work? we're going to find out. We're going to, the first consultation really is going to be understanding what you're trying to do. And if we go back and thinking about, we're going to begin with the end in mind. That's right. So we're going to begin with where do you want to get? What, where, where's the end result? If I can wave a magic wand and put you in the ideal situation, what would it look like? Once we understand that, then we start looking at, okay, well, what are the steps that we could do to get you there? What are you currently doing? Where are you now in relation to where you want to be? Right. And what steps can we take to start moving you in that direction? You know, it, it, it's, I, I, I'll give you another big one. I, if I ask people in retirement, and this is getting more on the retirement side, so I don't want to delve too deep into it, would you rather have tax-free income or taxable income? And what do you think everybody said? Well, everybody tax-free. wants tax-free income. And I'll ask them, well, what are you doing to get there? They get what I just sure. gave you, Quiet. silence. Right. They don't know. Well, I'm maxing out my 401k. Well, is it a Roth or is it traditional? Because depending on the account, it's either going to create taxable money or tax-free money. Sense. So again, we'll begin with the end in mind, and then let's take steps to move you in that direction. Absolutely. Well, Mr. Warnke, we appreciate you coming on to Your Dollars Making Sense. Uh, you definitely give us a lot of information to take in to understand the budgeting process. And then I know that once we get through with that process, start paying ourselves, we can step into the, the investment realms that you're talking about. Um, is there anything else you want to tell the folks before we end up? No, I mean I, I can't think of a thing other than you know just just paying yourself first, and and I can assure you if you ever get in the habit of doing Agreed. it, it's it's not cumbersome. It's actually exciting, and you'll you'll be glad you did. Well, all right, we appreciate it. Thank you, Mr. Warkey. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to Your Dollars Making Sense. Remember, financial intelligence is the key to your financial freedom. 